Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Window, rewatching random movies from our childhood. I am Pauline. And I'm Lisa. And we're two sisters who discuss movies that we both watched as children um, and uh, determine whether or not we have any kind of recollection of them, whether our recollections are accurate, if the movie is good now, if it not so much. And <laughs> so this week was Lisa's pick. Uh, yeah. Lisa, tell everyone what you picked and synopsize it, which I'm sure will be weird <laughs> considering it's one of the biggest blockbusters ever in the world. But, you know, for those who have never seen it, which I'm sure there are or some youngins. Or it's been a while, you know, some people may forget you know, the details. For anyone it. who didn't watch the movie this weekend, Lisa, synopsize what we watched and uh, let's go from there. <laughs> I like it. All right. So the movie I chose is 1989's Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the third movie of the Indiana Jones franchise. Also the best. Yeah. Side note, continue. I love, I love it. We're starting early on this one. Yeah, you guys. We don't you said it in the trivia episode, so it's I feel true. like I it was. I in the trivia episode. Let's continue. All right. So in this adventure of Indiana Jones, the adventuring archaeologist who must take things and put them in museums where they belong. Um, he's so noble. So noble. It belongs in a museum, as we hear so multiple times in this movie. Um, it's great. In this one, though, he is on a quest not just for an item, but to help rescue his father, uh, Henry Jones Sr., uh, who is um, an obsessed individual when it comes to the Holy Grail. So this is something he spent his life's work researching, pursuing all of that stuff. And he, in that pursuit recently, he has uh, disappeared. And so Indiana Jones is the quest of this gentleman named Donovan. He's on his own to try and find the Holy Grail and therefore find where his father is and has disappeared to. This is, of course, in the 1940s. Uh, the Nazi 1939. Uh, 1939. Sorry, the Nazi regime is rising in this film. It's just about to start off. And Indiana Jones um, ends up needing the help of Dr. Schneider, who is helping. <laughs> I don't know how to describe that one. Um, you <laughs> shifted like no, partway through the shifted word. Shifted through that one. The wording was not good. Uh, but anyways, Dr. Schneider, uh, who was working with his dad and who. Uh, wasn't around but he disappeared apparently and along the way he's also brought marcus who is the gentleman who runs the i don't know how he does it runs the museum but he somehow also is part of the university too that indiana jones is a professor in name um at. we just and... need to accept it i think is all <laughs> we just need to be like this is how it is and logic and totally. reason don't matter continue Exactly. So anyways, this is the quest he's now on. Um, you get to see a lot of back and forth between him and his dad when you see that they have a very tense relationship. You also see them try and thwart the Nazis and Donovan, a private collector from gaining the Holy Grail and therefore using its magical abilities, supposedly religious magical abilities, um, to take over the world, of course. And that's pretty much the world movie. domination. It, uh, world it's domination. all about world domination. That's how this goes, and the thwarting of world domination. It has lots of chases in this one. If you guys don't haven't seen it or you don't remember, there is a boat chase. There's a motorcycle chase. There's airplane chases. Yeah. There's horse chases, tanks, like everything possible in this movie. This is a very go 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 kind Actually, of action. Actually, that's a very film. good point. I don't mm -hmm. even know if I clocked that while I was watching it. I just was it's like, just one there chase is after. So the other <laughs> much happening it really is one chase you're yeah. very accurate in yeah. that sentence watching it I you're right like, huh 
this is a lot of chase because it's even like I a was chase like, in the opening. This is great. Like the flashback <laughs> yes. has chases and yes. multiple. There's a train cars, chase. There's, there's cars. There's horses. But it's I'm also like, this is zoo animals like circus exactly animals let's, it. so let's it's circus like circus train guys this yes is up in the ante and that's in the first what 15 minutes <laughs> oh yeah exactly so, yeah totally so you really know what you're getting in for with this film how it starts and opens and everything and of course just like the previous ones like the action adventure is a lot of the joy as well as the um camaraderie and and entertainment of indiana jones reacting around anyone around him really <laughs> He doesn't like people. That's one thing he's that you learn. Really, he's really not a people person. I really feel like I relate quite a mm, lot mm. to his character. He to gets how he dislikes most people. So easily. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it. Um, oh, oh yes, my God. okay. So what's also of note is this is a movie, though I know neither of us has a memory of this, but we apparently were taken to this movie in the theaters when <laughs> I was four and Pauline was three. Gee, I wonder why I don't remember that. It's weird. It definitely was not age appropriate for us. But again, what are you going to do? So many kids. Tell the you really story, though. See it. I feel like you've got to tell the story. Because anyone who's only listening now and didn't listen to our Raiders of the Lost Ark episode does not know. So, for starters, we saw it in the theater. And um, I don't have a memory of seeing it. But the only reason I know we were taken is because our oldest brother, Dan, remembers how when he was in high school talking to his buddy, uh, they were on the basketball team together and just sort of, you know, chilling. And he basically was like, oh, I saw Indiana Jones. Uh, it's on the Indiana Jones movie on the weekend. And his friend was like, who, you? And he's like, yeah, my whole family went. He's like, even your sisters? He's like, yeah. Aren't they a little young for that? Huh. Suppose they are. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, Pauline and I screamed towards the end of this film. There's a particular scene. Anyone who's seen knows exactly... What oh my was. god! And apparently, we were screaming children in the theater for good reason. We um, are the family that now I judge when I go to movies, and I'm like, "You brought your kid to this, eh? You? I remember. Why would you torment them? This we're way? that family. But yeah, I yeah, don't totally. resent it at all. I fully appreciate it, but I definitely <laughs> now would judge I, our family. I admit, hardcore. I I would have judged us hardcore too. Hard, um, hardcore. Hardcore. That, and another factor to take into consideration if you haven't listened to the Raiders episode, though, really, guys, go back and listen to it. It's a very fun one. Um, is that, you throw me the idol. I throw you the one. <laughs> That's the one. Um, is that as a result, Pauline and I kind of knew who Indiana Jones was when we saw Raiders, and as a result, thought Raiders was not the first film because we true. saw them out of order. And we never saw the third one until years the later. Second so, one. The, the story, the second one until years later. So this is this has confused us in the timeline a bit, and I'm sure it will come up when we discuss memories of this. It's story. true. Which we'll get into now. So let's move yeah, on why in not? there. Why not? Okay, so Lisa, so FYI everyone, this is gonna be a long yes. episode. Yes. Okay, so Lisa so much to talk about. takeaways from a kid as a kid. Mm. Accurate. What do you remember? Uh, specific scenes you recall things you liked or or didn't like so, what shout them out let's go so this is tricky of course because this is a movie we watched a lot so it's very hard to peg obviously we have no memory of the first viewing but pegging even like early viewings mm -hmm. of it is a bit tricky because this was always in the rotation of watching for like years mm -hmm. um but what i do know is i think the opening didn't help with our misunderstanding of this not being the first one because right. it's a flashback of when he's like a teenager. And so 
when I was watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, totally. As a kid, I was just like, this makes perfect sense. This is the first one. We're watching him as a boy. <laughs> like, yes, like, you established his backstory now. <laughs> Why would we start at a later time in the <laughs> earlier movie? Yes, Lisa, that makes you. no sense. Agreed. Yeah, 100%. So, so that added to the confusion for sure. Um, I did love the opening as a kid. I loved the circus chase was very thrilling. The fact that, you know, he has to mm-hmm. go through all the circus cars that he does. So he passes giraffes. You see their little heads move because their heads are poking up out of the It's hilarious. Car. It's very cute. Hilarious, yeah. adorable. And he ends up, the, the part I remember vividly is, of course, the snake reptile box yeah mainly because as a child i was like cool because i was that kid who really i fall into that snake pit no i didn't want to fall in but i still found them cool and i had a fascination with water snakes as a result of that opening because he almost lands in the water snake container oh it is very and scary it's very scary but as a kid i was like interesting and there was a show when i was little that would air on Ciderman cartoons which was the reptile train it was an actual thing and it was this guy had like it was the shape of a train and he would pull out different reptiles each episode and talk about them so you know there's a lot in my brain that went this makes perfect sense yes I wouldn't that would be reptiles on a train. that would make perfect sense to you <laughs> yes I also found his escape through the magic box oh very it magical. was amazing <laughs> It was incredible. 100%. Even as an adult, I was like, this is great. He's he's at the back of the train. It's the magic car. The guys are chasing him. And he's like, oh, magic. And he jumps in. Uh, For anyone who doesn't know, Indiana Jones, young Indiana Jones is played by River Phoenix. You've got to be picturing him for this. He's great in this. And he sees like this box and he climbs in. And as a kid, I remember being like, oh, it's going to be stuck. (laughs) Like, why why would you do that? Oh, no, Indy. But then, of course, when one of the guys chasing him comes in and tells him, you know, all right, kid, you know, out of the box. The box collapses and there's nothing in there. And it blew my mind. It's like Indiana Jones totally. is a genius. He's so brilliant. <laughs> and then he gets home and he has to give the crucifix to someone oh, else anyway. The and pain. Like, no. The pain of that. He, okay. he worked so hard. Okay. One of the other things, what's interesting about that opening sequence too, I think what confused me, I realized watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh. Um, so the lead thief among these guys in this flashback is dressed very similarly to how Indiana Jones then chooses to dress as an adult and as a kid as a result I think I was confused because I thought he was related to him as a result (laughs) because I'm like but (laughs) relatives dress the the same (laughs) (laughs) but it's even like they found a guy who looked similarly enough right roguish kind of thing and then he gives him his hat so as a kid I was like so, which are they, also do they know each other? Like, does he idolize? And as, as an adult, I'm like, it's strange that he chooses to idolize that gentleman. Yes. But okay. Okay. And that's the other thing too that's confusing because it gives him his hat, and then Harrison Ford keeps it. Whereas, like, if a jerk that I met gave me his hat, I'd fucking burn it. I'd be like, cool. Thanks I don't for know, his hat, but was, that I will there was kind of mutual admiration there. He yes. gave him his, his hat because he admired his. And he's like, you, know, you lost today, dream. but you don't have to like it. Yeah, and exactly. Like, and he's like, ah, oh, cool. to live by. I Thanks will never lose that again. Hat? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Thank okay. you. I'll treasure it, I guess. I'll treasure does. it always. Uh, and... So much so that he has to steal it back in Raiders, right? When he's about to lose it. He's like, dear God, I need that hat that that guy get... randomly gave me when I was a teenager. That, means that so much. I despised. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It teaches me a valuable True. life lesson. Um, okay. Well, yes. So, 
most of this movie I remember very clearly, of course. A scene that I loved to pieces, especially because I wanted to go there, was the mm. library scene. So I wrote down that that oh library is beautiful. It's beautiful library. It is a beautiful I library. I so badly. I was drooling. As yeah. a child, I was like, oh my god, is that a place? Can we go there? Is, that is this place? a magical Lisa, library that exists? Lisa needs to go to this. So it's in Venice. So when uh, Indy and Marcus have met up with Dr. Schneider, who they assumed was going to be a man, and it turns out it's a very attractive woman. Um, who, I have to say, looks older than 21. Yes, I just need to say. Thank you. I'm in like, the trivia note, I mentioned that she's, she's supposed to be 29, but was played by a 21-year-old actress. And so I was like, I'm so curious. As a kid, I you know, thought she was older, but what will I see now that I know? And once again, I was like, no, she seems older. She does totally. not seem 21. Like, not at, at all. all. Nope. So that was fascinating because I was expecting her to be like to be younger to me to be look yes. at her and be like, oh, yes, she is quite young. It was just my childhood brain not nope. picking up on it. Now I'm like, no, no, she definitely nope. looks older. She definitely looks older. Like I was like, no, she definitely mm. looks 29. Like I'm like, she looks like she could like, be good job. A department. doctor. Yeah. Yes. Or like yeah. that actress. How totally. You look? I, like, however, Nito, yeah. that worked out very well for you. But anyway, so. <laughs> So anyway, but yes, so they're in Venice. They're in a library that's a converted church. Yes, and it, so it has like all these stained glass, stained glass windows, windows from the church oh. and beautiful pillars. The way that the front is done. Oh, my God. It is gorgeous. And then, of course, what they're looking for is that's the last place that Indiana Jones' father was before he disappeared. And Dr. Schneider, all she found was this little scrap of paper that has Roman numerals on it, three Roman numerals. And they have to figure out what the significance is. And Indiana Jones figures it out. They're from a stained glass window, so they have to figure out where they are in the library. So, you know, he's pointing at each one, but they can't find the 10, the X, until he gets to higher up, and it's a giant X on the floor. And he says, X marks the spot, despite telling his students earlier that X, that X never... never ever marks the spot. spot. I did not get that as a kid. I did not get that he was rather a hypocrite when it comes to teaching archaeology. <laughs> I only actually knew missed. it because JM called it out. I remember watching oh, it one sweet. time and JM was like, wait a minute, he just said, and I was like, she's right. He <laughs> did just say that. So it definitely wasn't me, but I remember JM uh, calling it. I was like, calling it out right. and being like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right, they don't give ex-cons locksmith jobs, damn. <laughs> Damn, you're right. He did say that. God, everyone should watch movies with their older siblings so they can you ruin. Learn, you learn all, so much. You all learn of the so magic. much that way. Um, but what I what I absolutely loved about that scene, aside from how beautiful the library is and how I wished I could go, and still as an adult, I really want to go if it exists. But um, I wanted to go. It was a great oh, library. So badly. Yep, it's beautiful. But India, it's an interesting choice. He's like, okay, we got to get to the center of this X. And rather than wait and get like tools or something to pry up the tile. He then goes over and grabs like a stand that holds, um, what do you call them? They basically, they're whenever like the you have like those rope, velvet it's rope, like, here's right? Here's a in line, between. you gotta yeah, be in yeah. the lineup. That's what totally. he grabs. So he grabs the stand from that and it's dead quiet in the library and he just starts banging on the tile to crack it open. And at the same time, this little librarian is stamping books and it happens to coincide with whenever he stamps a book. He hears like the Indiana bang Jones hits. bangs the tile, and it of course puzzles and confuses the librarian. And as a child, that was the funniest thing. To that me. was so funny. I it loved was it. So funny. It was hysterical. Hilarious. It was one of my mm -hmm. favorite moments. I remember, like it was. He was confused by the stamp. <laughs> like he looked at the stamp. Like what's happening, stamp? <laughs> and I Very so clever. Much as an adult, because it's like no. You wouldn't think it was the stamp. Every adult would, would just get up and go look for what the bang was. But yes, Lisa, agreed. 
100%. It was hysterical. The as librarian a child. is an so idiot. And I'm sure, funny. as someone who works at a library on behalf of all librarians, you are deeply uh, offended. Deeply offended, yet very amused. Yes. Um, okay. So that I remember. And I it's remember balance. when they go through the floor. And I love that Elsa, just Dr. Schneider, her first name's Elsa, just like, lower me down. And I'm like, I love that you don't even look where you're going. You just yeah, she's like, I'll go into this dark cave that no one's been into that's totally underground. In of my high heels that... and very tight skirt. That I'm not worried reasonable. about this at all. Everything no. should be fine. And it turns out it's catacombs underneath. We they're, they're shouldn't looking for the... call in anybody else to help no. us, right? No one we else. And we definitely, again, we shouldn't have tools. We shouldn't be doing, like, we, we have to do have this immediately. light. Like, we oh should. Oh, my God. Let's we just jump. No, let's just let's do just, it. Just dive in. We're jump diving. Marcus, in. stand guard. Stand guard, Marcus. We're going to be a while. What is he even supposed to do? If someone were to come up and be like, why is there this hole in the ground? Like, He'd be like, I don't know what's happening, but you shouldn't go down there. Just stand totally. here and stare I think someone fell. Uh, should you go get help Call while I stand here? The Italian paramedics? Okay. <laughs> anyway, yes. Okay, continue. Yes. Uh, okay, so, so slightly they go flawed. The catacombs, yes. And uh, what they're looking for is the grave of one of so the legend of the three the the holy grail is that three knights during the crusades go on a quest to find it and then guard it which is an interesting idea anyways and so two of the brothers leave one never comes back and then one you know dies along the way back to england and one dies in england 150 years later a very old age kind of thing and so they're looking for the grave of the second brother because it's supposed to have a marker that tells you how to find the grail this is the whole reason they're going in. There are rats everywhere when they get down there. As a it's child, disgusting. I was like, that's a lot of rats. That's a lot of rats. And they as didn't an bug adult, me. Until... I was like, that's a lot of rats. Totally. As an adult, that's totally. But as a, as a kid, the rats didn't really bug me until... So there's another interested... There are many interested parties in the Holy Grail. But there's um, a brotherhood, a knighthood, who basically have made it their goal over centuries for no one to find the Holy Grail because only the worthy should do so. And most people aren't worthy. So they just basically don't let anyone find it. And they're the ones who sort of, you know, have caused a lot of kerfuffle before, but basically there's petroleum in the water uh, around the catacombs and they light it on fire, you know, as a very quick and easy way to get rid of Indiana Jones, and Dr. Schneider. And as as a child, a that confused. I was like, they lit the water on fire. I was very confused by that. <laughs> like, Even oh. as an adult watching it, because I have not watched this in a while, I was like, wait a minute, there's petroleum, and then he lights the rag on fire, and I was like, this seems like a bad idea, Doctor Jones. Jones is like, hang on, and he just grabs a rag and a skeleton leg, badass, from this poor so fucking badass. I'll just take this femur bone, wrap this old cloth wrap this around it, cloth on it, dip it in, dip petroleum. It in the petroleum, but then set it on fire. And I'm like, if any of that were to drip, you're gonna you're, set yourself on fire. And like, then the whole place on fire. Are covered in petroleum. And this is a this side point. note, but oh. but it was they showed it as he was carrying it at various points, dripping like dripping flames down, yes. like you could see it. Yes, and I was watching I it. And I was too. like. Uh, don't it would the whole what's the point was how's that different than the match that sees just about I to know so I know that's it was a hard thing note. when you paid attention as an elf I was like oh I call bullshit on this anyways stop it stop it brain it's just fine. enjoy exactly um, so as a kid just when it's on fire I was just like oh my god but then they tip over after doing like a rubbing of the the writing that tells them where, where the next holy grail it. is of, of the shield of the dead knight 
they tip over is basically is what's the equivalent of a, a what passed for a coffin at the time, but it's not really a coffin. I forget what the proper name for it is. It's like a stone yeah. box, essentially, is what <laughs> sure. he's in. And they, they tip it over, so it has an air bubble underneath it, and they dive under so that the flames won't get to them. And of course, then Indiana Jones just goes, stay here, I'm going to find a way out. Also, how can you see underwater? That would burn your eyes if it's covered in petroleum. But um, I thought the same thing. Just because I watching this, I was like, wait a minute. I didn't know there was petroleum. Like, he said it. It's a very casual line that he just mentions. And then they move along their way. And so I don't know how young Pauline thought he lit the rag on fire. But I definitely was like, this is just water that they're in. Because he swims. You <laughs> see swims him underwater. Eyes, eyes are open. Yeah. She no, swims. That would her burn. eyes are open. Like, yeah. everything about it, I was like, they're in water. So I know. As a kid, I thought the same it, thing. When I As an adult, I'm like, huh. I was like, this is, I wrote, this shit is petroleum? I was like, petroleum? So I did no not. Wonder he says he could, he could retire if he got a ring yeah, in there. Dig, I was dig like, a yeah, well. Dig a so, well and he could retire. Yes. Oh my God. I lost that. That nuance totally. was lost That nuance of what it was. Me. I was just like, magic I just fire. thought it was water. <laughs> yes, Lisa. Like I was like, they're in water and somehow this water is flammable. And then I was like, is water flammable? <laughs> Much confusion. Much confusion. Yeah. Um, but then while Indy goes to swim and find a way out, Elsa's left inside the I guess it'd be a sarcophagus. A coffin. Sure. sure. One of the things. I think Something if you called it a coffin, everyone Let's would be cool with, with it. And there are holes in it, so these rats, because they're trying to save themselves because they're not idiots, are basically coming oh. through the holes. And of course, they're starting to overwhelm her, and they're like in her hair, and she's screaming. And as a kid, oh. I was like, "This does not look good." This poor Elsa, as an adult, I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna be sick." <laughs> totally, it's disgusting. She's screaming, and it's like, "Oh, I." And her scream too. is. Like Genuine. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh no! Like I'm not like, getting the shivers watching it. I was like, this is disgusting. I was like, imagine the, and mm. I was just picturing the little rat paws just I know. in their little hair, claws on your scalp, their, and their tail as it flicks along the back <gasps> of your neck or something. Like it's, yeah. it's not a pleasant idea, okay. really. So we'll Let's move, move on. along. We'll move on. But that, as a kid, it didn't yes. horrify me. It like scared. I was disturbed. But as an adult, I think I was disturbed way more. As a kid, yes. I was like, "Well, they're going to be out of it. It's going to be fine." Um, <laughs> totally. But as an adult, I'm like, "Oh God, You know that they get fine, so you're like, uh, "They're fine." And trauma that's caused in the interim, you're like, "They'll be fine." You know they'll be fine. First, as an adult, I'm like, I don't know. They pull out the sewer. Everything's fine. Totally. I'm like, I would just lay on the road in Venice and be like, I don't need to move. I'll just die right here. Just gonna be in a fetal position for a while. And rat I'll just lay here. It's fine. Okay. Um, Yes. Another thing I'll also quickly mention. So Indiana Jones has been mailed the diary from his dad. This is his obsessive work for what is it? Thirty years. Forty years. Obsessive work. looking at every clue researching everything and so it's this very intricate handmade diary and so plain and true lisa fashion went i want that diary. i want that diary <laughs> Make i should diary. have that diary look at all those illustrations one day i will have a diary like that i will also intricately draw and write in a diary for reasons mm-hmm. i have yet to find a passion project <laughs> for, that has, me. You know, for reasons i will have a reason for doing this <laughs> 
One day, one day I'm going to be so caught up in a research topic, it'll fill a diary. It'll be so glorious. Lisa missed the takeaway of like, hey, dad, you were super obsessed with this thing that alienated me and mom. Cool. Totally. Yeah. Lisa just went, that is a kick-ass diary and I want one. Huh. Guess I'll Regardless spend the rest of, of my life writing of that. Said diary. <laughs> but yes, I don't disagree. The diary is pretty fucking cool. So it's I, a pretty fucking I, cool I, diary. I agree. Yeah. Um, and it's the thing that basically the Nazis want because there's a map to exactly the the grail location all that his dad was missing was knowing the name of the city to start the map from because he found all the other like landmarks and clues along the way it's also something i kind of understood as a kid but kind of also didn't i was like yeah, right he needed the name of a city sure mm-hmm. sure sure that mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. that sounds credible mm-hmm. um uh the boat seat of course very memorable i was genuinely concerned that um the guy was going to be chopped up by a propeller the fact of that it course. was the boat propeller chopping up that boat, very vivid memory. Yes. <laughs> what, it could do that? Oh so, my God. Well, let's, okay, so let's, let. so they get out of these tombs, these catacombs. By going up now, to the sewer system. Harrison yes. Ford and, uh, sorry, uh, Indiana Jones and Elsa are now running through the streets and they're being chased by this brotherhood of men who are protecting the Holy Grail. And they end up jumping on these boats and going on this boat chase. And these boats An are made epic, of wood. Amazing and these chase. wooden boats I every time I see a wooden boat I think of this movie totally because right? it's such a distinct boat and what ends up happening is they're all three in the same boat the two guys chasing them and then Indiana and Elsa and they go through this pair of very large ships that, that are that then that are being pushed together, together by, by other tugboats tugboats yeah. and that end up crushing one of the boats and so then they're on the other side of this boat and then the other guys are now fighting them and they've got this machine gun and shit anyway and they got up close to one of the propellers of a very large ship like a cargo ship that is churning so much that one of the boats is just getting chopped up in the propeller mm-hmm. as it's like a threat and, and you're Indiana watching Jones it. is basically like pressing this guy into the the boat and just saying like where's my father and you'll tell me where he is otherwise we're gonna both die kind of situation and as a kid you're just like it's very hey, heavy a propeller can do that <laughs> so like, oh my god wait a minute that's yes so dangerous <laughs> Like that's terrifying. Totally. Also, and also, why is that boat that propeller above water? Can we totally. ask that many question questions for one many second? Many questions. Like, wait a minute. Oh man. That it's boat an intense is scene. It's an intense interrogation scene tactic. Like you're just like, yeah, tell him stuff. Like this seems serious. I will say also the Brotherhood, it was interesting as a kid, when I watched the movie, I really liked that guy from the Brotherhood. Yes, I remember. I'm you aware did. I remember that. that. I loved him. I, I know. I'm aware that he was trying to kill Indy and but, Elsa, but he seemed like he had a good reason. And he did. And I would actually say you were right because he ends up, the Brotherhood then later in the movie tries to stop the Nazis from taking from the doing Holy the Grail. Thing. Yeah. Because they don't, it's, they're, they care about the righteousness of the people seeking the Holy Grail, not about no one's allowed to have it. And so mm-hmm. what he's, what they're doing is they're defending the Holy Grail against the Nazis, which we can all fucking get behind. So later 100%. on in the movie, he's in that next scene because he is saved in this movie, this scene, sorry, with um, Indiana Jones, and they have this interaction and stuff. And so I feel like, 
you were a hundred percent right in totally. your childhood. I Ooh, just I was like, like I really like this. And there was something I have about, no reason to like him. I but really I like him. I liked how he talked. I liked mm. the calmness to him. I liked he I even as a kid, I'm like, I actually very wrote down two of his lines. I have I know I have them too. From our too. in our quotes, because I was like, shit, that's a fucking great. I line. really like there's one line in particular that I yes. remembered very vividly. I'm, let's and, do it. I'm excited for that. When we come to that, this is <laughs> we'll going to be good. Stay so, tuned, everybody. And so I quite liked him. And then I was very sad. Spoiler, guys. Later, when the the brother of these knights basically tries to stop the Nazis, they don't succeed because um, the Nazis have bigger firepower. Um, and he ends up dying, and he has sort of these last words before he dies. And I was mm. very upset as a kid that he died because I, even though he's barely in the movie, I really liked him. A he lot. really mattered. So he really mattered a great deal to me. And so when I saw him as an adult, I was like, oh, I love him. Like, that was my first reaction. I love this you guy. You know what my reaction oh. was, Lisa? What? Lisa loved him. <laughs> I remember being like, so much. I remember him and I liked him. I remember thinking like, oh, I remember he's a good dude. Like I, re- I, I knew adult Pauline was like, okay, I remember he does this, but I know he's a good, so- mm-hmm. his reasons mm-hmm. are noble. He's a and, good egg. But when yeah. I saw him, I was like, my first thought was genuinely like, Lisa really liked him. I remember I Lisa liking him. I really liked him. I, he seemed very wise, very he, like neutral. You, cool guy. you love yourself a mentor. <laughs> I do. And even though he's briefly in it, he has many words of wisdom. He's so a spiritual mentor yes, in a lot of ways. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. He's so wise. Um, so, so that was like another big one. I'm, if we're going to skip ahead, obviously when Sean Connery finally mm. makes it in the movie, I love his character. As he's a so kid, good. I loved his character. You know I what? I loved that he was both wise and ridiculous. Like, he could be wise and very funny. And so I yes. think as a kid, I'm like, this is the best of both worlds. And, like, silly funny. Like, yeah, like, like dumb that even funny, a kid like could would, pick up on. Yeah, but I have to say, his, the nuances of him not getting how things worked in the <laughs> spy world was lost on me as a kid. As an adult, he was much funnier. Oh, that's like, so as a funny. kid, I was like, oh, I like him. But I think I just like Sean Connery. Like, I couldn't tell oh, you no, I, that I liked him, I per se. the way he got confused. He got things. very and that, confused. Indiana Jones just had to all constantly be like, come on, Dad. Like, all the time. Okay. Just, <laughs> so that's interesting, Lisa, because I lost that nuance <laughs> the entire movie. The oh, father- so funny. Son relationship between the two of them. I- but honestly, this is going to come as a shock to no one. I, I understood so little about what was, even as the movie started, no joke. I was like, oh, I remember everything about this movie. I'm going to be so excited to watch this movie. It's going to be great. I'm going to have nothing to write. And as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I didn't get that. As it continues, I just was like, oh, I didn't get that. And so like oh, these man. like nuances of Sean Connery and uh, Harrison Ford's characters oh. together interacting that are gold like they're so good so funny so so irritated with each other and it's like only in the way that like the loved ones in your life can just annoy the shit out of you (laughs) and so that i lost that i did not clock that so watching it i was writing down all of sean connor's reactions like when he is annoyed (laughs) he's annoyed at indiana and like sean connery shows up he has been imprisoned 
And Indiana comes in to rescue him and ends up getting so mad at his dad, he shoots all the Nazi guards that have come into the room because he's so mad that his oh, dad this is called is my, one of my favorite moments, yes. <laughs> he walks away and his dad is like, look what you did. Like, he's and honestly then, like, shocked. He's like, look what you did. He's walking and there's like, I can't Look believe what you, what you just did. did. And Indiana Jones is like, come on, dad. And it's like, because what everyone needs to know too is Sean Connery's character isn't in the field, quote unquote. He's very like, he's book, bookish. Like, he's all I, about research. I miss that from the kid perspective. So yeah. all these little moments were like, because it was Lisa, because it was backstory. It was happening in <laughs> conversations that I didn't find Whereas interesting. Lisa was like, whoa, 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 this is a father-son duo no. and there's some tension. We are picking up on this shit. Watching it as an asshole, I was like, oh, I did not. That's that back, how hilarious. He, how they say that. And so then when Sean Connery shows up and he sucks at, at doing things and he's oh not God, yes. helpful and he actually is hindering quite a bit, I lost that as a kid. So <laughs> for the fact that you got that, I'm oh, like, oh, it good. was probably well, one of my favorite things for you. about the film, in all honesty, as a kid. <laughs> one of my favorite Fair. things about it as a kid were the two of them together. I loved, I'm like, his dad's so grumpy. Look at him be grumpy. His dad is so grumpy. I love how grumpy his dad is. But he loves his son. Like, I just, I genuinely (laughs) loved the two of them together as a kid. And as an adult, it only just got better. But as a kid, I was like, these two, these two make this movie. I'm loving everything. Which I have to say is very accurate. So Mm. one of the things too, so they escape, they end up escaping. And... Um, they end up going into a motorcycle with a sidecar. Yes. And now, anytime I see a motorcycle with a sidecar, <laughs> I think of this movie. One, totally. that's first and foremost, like always in my brain. But two, I missed. So Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones is like swerving left and right. He's di- dodging Nazis on motorcycles. And he's like trying to like swerve them off their path and stuff. And Sean Connery is getting annoyed. Like, he's, like, <laughs> yeah. irritated. He keeps grabbing his head. He keeps looking at his son. His he's hat, grabbing his, his glasses, his, his umbrella. His, his umbrella. Briefcase. His briefcase. Like, everything's... <laughs> he's so upset at the erratic driving. And I miss that as a kid. But it is so funny as an adult. So, and Indiana Jones is working so hard to keep them alive from Nazis chasing them on <laughs> so motorcycles. And, and his dad is just ticked off. But it's funny because there's a moment which I always love even as a kid I love it because for many many reasons but it's when they're driving through and they have to they drive through basically um my brain always calls it a toll booth I don't know what it actually oh, is it's like a check stop and so they drive right through it and a motorcyclist has gotten ahead of them and has turned around and is coming straight for them. Not so, a Nazi so, motorcyclist. Yes, well, we should say that. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't, shouldn't assume. Does there, shouldn't assume the guys are assuming it's a Nazi. It's not a civilian. It is a Nazi. And Harrison Ford thinks quickly and grabs this high flag that is next to him uh, and basically holds it as a kid. I'm like, he looks like a knight. He's jousting. Like he's jousting. Yeah, he and does. And what's great is, Clearly his dad thinks the same thing because it's the one time he smiles <laughs> in admiration at any of the cards. Anything he's doing for the entire chase is this moment. And he kind of looks ahead for where the Nazi 
guy is and then looks back because he's just like, oh, we're going to see where this goes. Like, he's so yeah. happy. And as a kid, even, I was like, this is great. I agree. It is a very I funny I will scene. say what, what did confuse, here, Pauline, what did confuse me. Thank you, Lisa. Oh, thank you. This is <laughs> okay. so, here, Pauline, don't feel so bad. Let me tell here you. Here are a couple of things that confuse Something me. else. Okay, So go. I'm going to tell you one that's going to make you laugh because it made me laugh when I remembered. Because I was like, what? And it's a small thing. But it's when, this is a great scene, but um, it's, er, it's uh, later on in the movie, they've had to use a plane to escape from a Zeppelin because the Zeppelin has, they figured out that they need to turn around and go back to Germany. This is how they were trying to escape from Germany was on a Zeppelin. But the authorities have figured out that their radio has been smashed and stuff, most likely because of these two, and they don't want to get caught. So Indiana Jones and his dad go to this airplane that is underneath, being carried by the Zeppelin. And because Indiana Jones can fly... Um, he basically takes off and they end up with this like flight chase scene. And then there's one pilot still going. They've exited. They've crashed their plane. They've gotten into a car. They've crashed the car because, a, you know, a plane shot at them. And now they're on foot. And there is one last plane out there. <clears throat> and Sean Connery takes it down in the best way possible. He gets it's his umbrella out and he goes after a whole flock of seagulls with it. And so they freak out and fly up and they fly into the plane and it, the pilot can't see and it crashes and it like, they get jammed up in his propeller and all the stuff and then crashes his plane. It's awesome. And it's as a, a kid, way. I was like, wow, he's amazing. But then he says a quote about Charlemagne. Yes. And I did not know who Charlemagne was as a child. I'm sure this shocks Why everyone. Why would you? Lisa doesn't know. But for some reason... I think combining Charlemagne and his Scottish accent, my brain thought it must, I'm like, I didn't get what the word was, but for some reason, my brain thought it meant something Jewish. Ah. So then I was like, oh, his dad's Jewish. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We need to pause on this moment for just a second. Okay. That's her Lisa's mm-hmm. And I can't tell you why. I yeah. just know when I was little, my brain made this really weird connection and went, You're right. Oh, so you must be Jewish. You're right. That's, that is a weird. And it wasn't until I was older that I was like, <gasps> No, he's <laughs> not. He's not really Jewish. <laughs> he didn't say whatever random nonsense word I thought. He said the name of Charlemagne. Okay, <sighs> Lisa. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so I well, thought you makes... should know that. So that's Thank a small you. one. Okay. A bigger one, I, I got very confused as a kid with the kissing scene between Elsa and Indy. Mm. Because they're basically arguing with each other. Yeah. And yet at the same time kissing each other. It's like angry kissing. And as a child, I was like, what is happening? Right. I don't understand. What? Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Definitely. I had no explanation. I just kind of went, it also didn't look fun. I was like, that does not look They look enjoyable. like they're angry kissing. And it's like, who wants <laughs> to think... kiss someone when they're angry? Totally. I mean... That doesn't seem like a good idea. No. Like, I don't no. think, do they even like each other? Like, I was, I as a kid was like, do they like each other? And then, of course, later in the movie, they seem to. So I just, their relationship as a child, I was like, I don't understand. It's true. But, I understand. It's she's a confusing also, dynamic. It's a very confusing dynamic for a small child who just was like, um, this is not the straightforward love story from most Hollywood films. Yes. I agreed. don't know what's happening. That's and then, of course, true. she turns out to be helping the Nazis. And so I was like, 
I don't know if I trust Elsa now. <laughs> but then she goes, okay, so back on that. Okay, mm. so let's talk about that that other thing I didn't clock. Mm. So, okay, so everyone, spoiler alert, Elsa's helping the Nazis. But Indiana Jones doesn't know that at the time. He bestows on her some knowledge that he's got this book that is the diary that's very important. This sets that, off the chain the of events. The that want. Then, yeah, yeah. Now the Nazis have it and they've got to go to Berlin, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway... All of that being said, what I remember as a kid is, oh, Elsa's bad. And there's a line in the movie that Elsa says hmm. that uh, as an adult, I, I clocked. But as a kid, I glossed over. Shocking. Hmm. So, um, so after the motorcycle scene, Sean Connery and Harrison Ford are arguing about where they need to go. And it's like, do we need to go get our friend Marcus Brody, who has the map? which I tore out of the, the diary that the Nazis are on the way to go get. Or do we go to Berlin because the mm. book, the diary is in Berlin and there's more information in the diary that's more valuable than just in the map. So they end up going to Berlin. One, I don't think I understood the stakes of what that meant to Total, go to I Berlin to go I see the Nazis. Did like, not understand that they were they were really going into the lion's when, den. On like the lion's den. Like <laughs> like Indiana Jones says that, and you're like, as an Alice, you're like, oh, they are going into the lion's den. Hundred like, percent. This 100%. is extremely dangerous. There, so I lost that. That impact was lost on me. But there's this line that said when so Jones finds Schneider, Doctor Schneider grabs the book from her, and she says, "Is that what you think?" I believe in the grail so she she explains that she's not in it for the nazis and you can even see while they're burning the books she's, she's watching the books burning and she's like dismayed. she's cry almost ready to cry yeah like she's not happy about where this is going and so she feels she feels like she's misunderstood by dr jones because she just believes in the holy grail less and, but in the she's but nazi she's really pair up with anyone who will get to go to get the Holy Grail. which also yeah. is a bad trait that's very bad so mm -hmm. my confusion because i missed that nuance and i was like she's bad whatever she's saying i don't care right now and so i didn't <laughs> listen so then i hear nothing on in the movie because pauline holds a grudge so later <laughs> on and it's true adult pauline does too anyway so in Why the I movie, her good side everyone it's a good idea mm. so they get to where the Holy Grail is. Uh, we're skipping a bunch of steps, but I feel like I just need to emphasize oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they get to where the Holy Grail is. It's Donovan, who's a bad guy, and it's Indiana Jones, and it's Elsa in the final room with the knight who is, from the First Crusades who's guarding the Holy Grail, and it's this room full of cups. And the cups are all basically made out of gold except for one. One that is basically not made of gold. It's like this wooden... The brown, cup of a carpenter. As the cup of a Indiana carpenter. Jones so what I didn't get was that Elsa intentionally chose the wrong cup for mm -hmm. Donovan to drink out of. That... I didn't get that as a kid either. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, no, good. Because it's I... very subtly done. It's so subtle. And because she's been on their Bad. team for so much of the movie like when she switches sides she's on donovan's team for a good chunk and helps them a great deal she even like deceives dr jones at one mm -hmm. point so like he knows he's been betrayed totally she all that she's stuff. held a gunpoint and she's not and so it's this she's very tumultuous and so she's very in it like whatever's going to benefit her basically yes. seems to be her thing but when she chooses because 
Donovan says he 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 doesn't know anything about archaeology. He's like, I'm he not a historian. I don't know what the right cup would be. And she's like, well, let me choose. And she chooses a very ostentatious one. And jewels like, of course, in is like, oh, this is, this is the cup of Christ, right? Absolutely. And he, he drinks from it, and it's the wrong cup. And as he's drinking behind him, you see Elsa do this little smile. And that's and it. You, that's and she really does, but she also does, thing. like, this, like, look to Indiana. Yes. And there's this other moment before he, when he's saying, I'm not a historian, I don't know which cup, there's a pause and it turns to her and it just, she has a smirk and she says, let me choose. Mm-hmm. And it's a very subtle, it's, it's very Everything subtle. about her expression is subtle enough that you could almost miss it. Dismiss and we, it. we definitely did as children, but as an adult watching it, it's very much a, oh, she totally did that on purpose. Yeah. And I did, I want, uh, today... <laughs> Watching it, I was mm. like, "Whoa, Elsa just did that on purpose." Elsa's just cold-blooded. Yeah. Elsa just yep. killed a guy. Yeah, yeah she should, did. You probably wanted for murder. Yeah, I think um, I think that's a problem. But I mean, no one can prove it. He drank from it willingly. So what are you gonna do? Um, and that that whole scene is its own situation and, when he drinks well, the wrong cup. You may as well talk about it. Since we're we were about it right like. Now. We were horrified. There's a reason we screamed as children in the theater because it is a very terrifying. He de-ages in front of her. And so, and he's alive pretty much the whole time. And so you see his skin turn grayer. His eyes get more sunken. Because I feel like what's been, what, what's been told to us throughout the movie is the Holy Grail gives eternal life for the righteous. And for those who've, who've chosen correctly or wisely exactly because then the knight basically and this is one of the this is one of the most famous scenes in the movie tells them you have to choose the right one and we will get into this in the quotes but you if you choose the right one it'll be a, a more eternal life but if you choose the wrong one it'll be the opposite and so he basically then loses his life very rapidly so it's like he ages through his life in seconds and he then reaches the point of being and he's he's looking at his hands he's like what is happening to me and he's getting it's terrible it's terrible his eyes start to sink and in, in, to the back of his head his hair his suddenly hair starts grows. growing very rapidly his Ooh. the skin dries and shrinks shrinks around his skull and his until hands. eventually he's a skeleton he's basically a skeleton and he's holding onto elsa's shoulders and she of course starts screaming and i'm part of, as an adult i'm like well you're the one who gave him the wrong cup um but as a kid it was like Oh my God! Can that yeah. happen? <laughs> like just it's like true. Horrifying. And then he basically, when um, Indiana Jones separates her from his decomposing corpse, he throws it, and it basically becomes this skeleton that crashes against the wall and smashes into like basically dust. And that's the end of Donovan. It's a very harsh death. But I mean, he shoots Sean Connery a bit earlier, and so little Lisa didn't have sympathy necessarily. No, just nope. horror terror i think yeah watching that as children when we were three and four must have been absolutely must have been terrifying to know we were traumatized because we both continued watching the movie so i mean like we clearly and i i didn't have nightmares about it that i know so i don't recall either so one evening of trauma and then we're fine in conclusion everyone if you watch this with your (laughs) four-year-olds they're fine they'll get over it no big deal the first time but then they'll they'll be be fine yeah, yeah, totally. to it. That's, what and you that's want. cool. Yeah. Um, I will also say that I 
I let's let's rewind a bit to Berlin when they're there in the burning of books that confused the hell out of me as a child and mm. it made me very upset I was very upset yes. that they were just throwing books into a into fire. a fire yeah it, I I didn't it's understand why it was happening I, I remember I just that remember asking. It did happen like that's all I, I remember being mm. like whoa there is burning of books here like but what I are you doing understand what but yes totally. I remember I didn't, I didn't get why same thing but it was upsetting to see and I think because Elsa was upset as a kid I'm like maybe Elsa's not so bad um she's not as evil as the others but she's not a good person either I still don't trust her um I basically just people are complicated you know? people are complicated uh of course then another character is introduced into the film who is a reintroduction because he's from the Raiders of the Lost Ark Sala their friend He's and great. as a child I adored him Me too. I still really love him um and so he's he's just very jovial and very kind and just lovely. And he's entertaining because, of course, he helps them towards the end of their quest when they're through the desert and stuff and when they have to find Marcus. His job was to actually greet Marcus. And then, unfortunately, they're met by Nazis in disguise. And in his attempt to keep Marcus safe, he accidentally gives Marcus to the Nazis. And, uh, it's <laughs> very unfortunate well. when it happens. Very unfortunate. And it, very, it was and very because I really liked Marcus as a kid. Not because he was useful. You're right. He's useless. But he entertained me. And he seemed nice. Oh, for nice. sure. And well, so Marcus I was upset. is lovely. He was a lovely person. So I was very upset that he got taken and very happy when he's reunited. He's, so, he's just like stuck. And he's like, does anyone understand a word I'm saying? And he's just, <laughs> yeah, he's in the he's middle of trying nowhere. to get through Try living somewhere <laughs> where he's like, no one speaks English. And I don't, I don't want any chickens. And no, thank you. I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. And like, like, oh, okay. Like, I'm and okay. he's still very like sweet so about it, sweet. but he's so confused. And it's great. Yeah. yeah. So like that, I always looked forward to when Sala came on screen and knew that we were like nearing the end when Sala shows mm. up and stuff. And I mean, yeah, the the chase with the tank and the horses and everything like that was epic. I loved it. I found it funny, too, because um, Indiana Jones takes Sala and basically tells his dad to stay here. Like, I'm going to go. We're going to go for Marcus. You stay here. And his dad doesn't listen and basically climbs into the tank with Marcus to rescue him but then ends up getting captured because he's not capable. Oh, but it's so funny because he's like, it's a rescue. And then, Come on. And then literally gets kidnapped the moment later. And it's yeah, really a second it. after he says that like, line. After it's soon, wonderful. He's like, Come on, let's go. And then someone he's comes like, down. I've been adventuring with my son. And I know how this. things are going. I'm going to yeah. go get Marcus. Everything's fine. <laughs> yes. But then, so, okay. It's entertaining so, that way. Yeah. With that, though, I have to say one of the lines to, to reference, not that I'm trying to steal our quotes or anything, but <laughs> there's a line that gets said that I thought was quite funny mm. that I didn't clock as a kid. So he's like, it's a rescue. Come on. And then he gets stuck. Right. So now, mm -hmm. so now Sean Connery's character, Henry and Marcus are both stuck in the tank and the yes. Nazis are staring at them and they're like holding them hostage and Indiana's trying to save them. And there's this whole thing going on outside. Anyway. What ends up happening is Sean Connery ends up shooting a guy. And Marcus is like, look what you did. Look <laughs> exactly then, how Sean Connery said the same thing to Harrison to his Ford son. earlier. And yeah. then Sean Connery says, it's war. And then pulls him <laughs> out of the tank. And I, and I laughed. Look at his growth. 
I think I think it's his true. taking down of an airplane gave him some overconfidence, and he thought he it's could take true. down a tank, and it didn't quite work the same way. Um, the stunts in that are amazing. For anyone just to say some oh, trivia, it's crazy. Harrison Ford did a lot of the stunts that you. So at one point he the ends bar. up. On the, on the, the gun of the tank. So one of the guns on the side of the tank, he ends up being thrown off the side and he's holding onto it. And then he's slipping. And then his um, the strap to his shoulder, his bag that he has like is satchel. hooked on. His satchel is hooked on it. And he's it's being the the gun is being dug into like the side of this rock face. And up ahead is a jut of rock that if the tank doesn't turn it's basically indiana jones is going to have a smear on it and he's trying to get off and dust and dirt is falling into his face and that is him the whole time and apparently in the trivia that he did have a stunt guy and the stunt guy actually told him that he needs to let him work <laughs> because yeah. harrison just kept doing a lot of the stunts he's like you need to let me do some of them like, because that's my job. Do my job. And he even said if Harrison Ford didn't want to be an actor, he could, he would have made a terrific stuntman because mm. so much of the stunts are his own and so much for ones very good at them. So for that sequence, a lot of it is actually Harrison Ford. And that's impressive to watch too, but it's just very well it's, coordinated. The, if the anything, stunt I'm surprised that he was allowed. That's I the know. thing that always gets me. Yeah, but is it's whenever... the same thing with like the fugitive, right? When he jumped out of the train, it's like, oh. Yeah. He wrecked his knee and he had a limp and they're like, we'll keep going. And it's like, maybe he shouldn't no. have done it yeah. in the first place. In the first place, as you are the star. Harrison. Stunt guy, Harrison. Yeah, like let's think logically yeah. about this. But so that's okay. same thing in this movie. So that's that sequence. There's so much build up, and I loved the ending of the sequence when it appears that Indiana Jones has fallen off the side of a cliff on the tank with the bad guy, and his friends are all staring over the edge. His dad, they're all so upset. And his dad Indiana actually Jones, is a really great emotional really moment, lovely emotional it's very moment sweet. as he's understanding what he's lost, and they're all and like Sala's heart, they're all heartbroken. And then you see Indiana Jones pull himself up over the cliff, a little bit of a distance away from them all. And then he's like exhausted. He's covered in dust and he sees them on the cliff edge. So he goes over to be like, what are they all looking at? Right. He doesn't say anything, but he comes up beside his dad and he looks down and he's just like, Oh yeah. And he just like he's looking around. Like, yeah, and he's just like, yeah, that's the and tank down there. And then they slowly realize he's next to them. And it's a very love. It's both hilarious and lovely, right? It like is. there's his dad has a very emotional hug with him and it's great. But then of course it goes back to being funny because Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones just wants to rest for a moment after climbing up a cliff edge from not falling off a tank. Like he's lay laying on the dirt and his dad's like, what are you sitting around for? Come on. And like, when we're so close to the end. <laughs> he's just and as a and kid like, mm, i thought that was hysterical i was like this funny so uh do you want to like why don't i turn it back over to you Polina? i've been talking for a little bit now well i talked to i mean yeah. the reality is i just didn't i didn't register the uh human emotion of most of the movie <laughs> I think you were in it for the action there's the, nothing. I'm looking the, through my notes. I Let will me see. say oh. the three trials at the end. Mm, okay. Those ones stuck with me as a kid. But the one that I love the most is the leap of faith. Mm. As a child, that blew my mind. Yeah, it was crazy. There's actually a physical rock bridge, narrow, but one that exists, that's connecting these two entranceways over a chasm. But because of how it's painted, it looks like rock face across the way. So you can't see it's a bridge. So you have to trust that if you step out, you will be You okay. will be on a bridge. And 
Harrison Ford does, and I remember as a kid being like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh, oh my yeah! Gosh, oh my gosh! Oh my, my gosh!" Mind. And then he lead, 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 sticks his leg out, and then he lands on it, and then the camera pans so you can see what it looks like from a, uh, the side, and then cam pans back so you can see what it looks like in front, and so that reveal was magical. And then when he gets the other end, he grabs some sand, dirt and tosses it across the bridge so that the next person following him can follow. And that was the most magical looking thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. It was awesome. But sorry, you had, you had stumbled upon one, Pauline, in your notes? Oh, uh, oh, okay. So um, one of the things that I um, didn't, like, I, I knew they were bad. Okay, so hmm. we're going to backtrack a little ways. So when Harrison Ford's character, I keep saying that, Indiana Jones, we all know his <laughs> name. When Indiana Jones is breaking his dad out of being, like, trapped in this German Nazi Such castle. scene. The castle scene They're awesome. tied up <laughs> along two chairs, back to back. And the rope is, like, shared between them. And it's funny because, again, it's like, Indiana's like, here, Dad, reach for this reach for this thing in my pocket. And he's like, what am I looking for? And it's like, lucky charm, whatever. And it's like, he's like, I feel a lighter. He's like, yeah, burn the ropes. He's like, brilliant. Yeah, good job. As opposed to, like, <laughs> Just tell him he's looking for a lighter. I know. And then we'll Why would just you move just on. say my Why would charm? we talk in code? But fine. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like we're in a sense of urgency here. But this is cool, too. Yeah, I yeah. love you, you do, I you. love a good puzzle. Anyway. <laughs> and his dad fucks it up. His dad drops the lighter because he burns himself. Oh, there's he a line I've the carpet. <laughs> he gets the carpet on fire. The drapes are on fire. Everything's on fire. The room they basically move, becomes an inferno. The room is on fire, and they have to like shuffle their way on these tied-up chairs <gasps> to the fireplace because yes. the fireplace is made of stone. They're safe, and there's a secret um, thing that you press. Like it's where it's like where you'd store like the poker and things like that. So you press that with, the, and so Indiana presses that accidentally with his knee, and it ends up being this secret spinning room which i thought was amazing oh, so the, so the fireplace it. spins and he, on the other side of the fireplace is this like secret room and it's of these german nazis that are then like giving coordinates and stuff like that anyway i knew they were bad hmm. but i didn't understand the gravity the gravity <laughs> of everything was very much lost so like so it's funny because again it's funny there's a there's a light-heartedness to it that i think it it's yes, why with it's a lot different. of like i think it's spinning right yes yeah. there's huge so what ends up happening is <laughs> is they're on these chairs they're in the fireplace and it spins and luckily for them they spin like all the way through they go so they go 360 degrees everyone so <laughs> the they first go time. through so they go through this like secret radio station of like 18 different Nazis and no one notices them when they end up on the other side. And Sean Connery's like, we're worse off than when we started. Like they're just realizing they are a shit creek without a paddle. And then he hits it again, but he hits it differently. So then it stops halfway through. And so then they're only gone 180. So now they're stuck. And like, so Again, I, I think it's just the weight of Nazism and fascism in the mm. 1930s in Europe that just didn't weigh heavy on it, me. No, and so I agree with that. It didn't weigh I the didn't, same level. Yeah. I knew it was not good, but I didn't understand like how not good it was, but it and really so was not yeah. good. So again, the nuances of um, 
Sean Connery as the father figure, not understanding mm. the, the, he doesn't have his footing yet of how to like live in the world and like defeat Nazis and shit. Cause he's like a regular person. So <laughs> one of the things was they get this plane out of the Zeppelin. They're flying oh it God, down. Yes. He's manning the gun to defend them against the three German bombers that are following. Yes. He accidentally shoots the rudder of their own plane It causes the plane's descent. And I remember him shooting the rudder, but I I didn't remember that he lied about it. So he then, so he's like, are we hit? He's like, well, you could say that. And then he's like, I'm sorry, son. And he puts his hand on his son's shoulder. He's like, but they got us. And it goes down. And it's so funny because, like, I knew he shot the him themselves, but the child Pauline didn't realize that it's like, oh, you don't want to admit to your son. You don't you want just to tell your son that you just shot your own plane down. Plane oh, my God. Down. That his son is desperately trying to keep a flight. And you, your, your one job was to shoot your the one other job. planes. That's it. You're so useless. You're so useless. <laughs> and I love it because I have a fear that if I were in that position, I would, <laughs> I would shoot the runner because I'd be so focused on shooting the plane, the enemy yep. plane, that I just wouldn't track oh, yeah. where the gun was going. I'd be like, oh, damn it. Totally. I totally just shot us. Well, yes. And I also probably would have lied about it. Totally. You're not telling. Like, don't get me wrong. If anything, adult Pauline felt slightly like, oh, yeah, this is morally acceptable other people would do the same thing <laughs> in this circumstance the and they're still good people and you still like them because i would 100 percent lie about okay. shooting my own plane <laughs> not true. even a question no, i have I no too. bravery or courage the last thing that i will say that wasn't discussed was at the end of the movie hmm. um after the holy grail after Elsa, so uh, after the cup has been determined to be the one, and Indiana Jones has, has Indiana selected has chosen it, it cor- correctly, he's right. Gone to he's, go. So he's going to go dump this water now on his shot father, so that his father will be healed, and he is. And they're all leaving. Elsa tries to leave with the Holy Grail, even and though she has result, been warned by the knight that they aren't able to take it out of the temple. Yes, they she can't can cross. The seal. cross the great seal and she's going to do that and then indiana jones is like elsa don't cross the seal the knight warned us about it and then it happens and then obviously chaos ensues which you can imagine at the end of the movie i remember feeling really sad for the knight yeah did you feel that way i felt so sad for the knight he lived for 700 years he gave these guys the grail and told them to you know treat it properly take care of it take care and then the first thing they do is not take care of it and then he just watches them leave as his as temple, temple crumbles around him. And he basically like, just raises a hand and acknowledges Yeah, he's like, okay, like, this is cool. As Don't a worry. kid, I was like, but the knight, is anyone going to help him? Seriously. Go back Lisa, for the knight. That was actually the most upsetting part of this movie. It was, was one of the things that I remember the most about yes. this movie. That image of him being like, standing yes. there as it's falling yes. and crumbling around him. I'm like, this is his life. He has spent and decades, hundreds his of life years. Is 
centuries long. Yes. Let's talk about how this is his life and his life matters more than everyone else out there. Like he has literally guarded this thing for 700 years. Yes. Anywho, not that we need to get into this discussion, but I really genuinely was like, I, was I remember from childhood. It upset me so yes, much. Yes. Yeah. I was very upset. I was like, what is happening to this yeah. old knight here? And this no guy has done care. nothing wrong. He has and done we all everything just wave I... at each other yeah. and everything's fine. <laughs> just a hand okay. up. Is that what we do? Cool. All right, fine. The inevitability of death. Yes. Yes. Thanks for destroying my temple. That old Uh. thing. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, any other takeaways, Lisa? I feel like that's... I think we have covered a huge swath. We did a good job. We should maybe move on to the next one. But this has been fun. This has been fun. As expected. Okay. (laughs) So, Lisa. um, Yes. This film. Does it pass the Bechdel test? (laughs) Before even watching it, I knew the answer to this question. But for anyone who doesn't know or doesn't remember, for the to pass the Bechdel test, one needs to have two named female characters who have a conversation with each other about anything other than a man or men. Those are the three rules of the Bechdel test. And it's a way of sort of seeing how female characters are still done in Hollywood and, and sort of like a litmus test, really, for how developed the characters are, how much time they have, how very male-oriented, most movies tend to be. And this one does not pass because Prime there's, example. Only, Prime there's example. only one female character. She is named, thank God. But that's it. That's it. That's the only female character. That's it. That's there's it. no other female characters men. worth uh, mentioning or having yeah. lines or talking Nothing. in this entire there movie. There are, like, female students in the archaeology class. And... There's the female who's running the German... Um, Oh, the bunker, like bunker behind the fireplace. Yeah. yeah. But none of them have names. And like his secretary as well at the school, she has a couple of lines, but they're directed at Indiana Jones, basically because he's been shirking his work. And she's kind of ticked at him. And I would be too if I was forced to be his secretary. Um, but that's it. That's really it in this film. This is yeah. Mad. Okay. Uh, Male dominated movie. Does not pass the Bechdel test. Nope. Standard nope. for the 80s. I think we can accept yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So then let's move on to, um, we talk about in this podcast about things being offensive in a movie. And that's such a strong word. But what we mean is things that don't necessarily hold up well. Things that haven't mm. aged well. Uh, words or phrases or comments that maybe are offensive nowadays that in 1989 maybe weren't mm. and that didn't age well if we're watching it now so lisa do you have any of those as much as it pains me to say the first thing i have to talk about is is beloved sala because i love him to pieces so much and i love john reese davis but there's no getting around the fact that this is an egyptian character played by a welshman mm. so it's yeah. Um... I would actually even say, too, I would question, I don't know, so I can't declare mm. this outright, the character that you really love from the brother. I don't know. Guards, I meant the... to look him up and I forgot to to see what his He, I think he's a white guy. So, no, no. wait, we're going to, I'm going to All right, pause. pause. Let's look this up. Let me look. Like we did before. I, I was looking at him and I was like, that's a fake fucking stash. I was looking and I was like, there's no fucking way. Because yes. him. Is his name? Yes. Um, he is a he's a British actor of Armenian descent. So he's not entirely white <laughs> in the sense of well, and the it's white of, man it's a very Hollywood role. It's a very Hollywood thing to do. Of you seem slightly ethnic. 
you can play it's this tone. ethnic character. Your skin is olive toned. <laughs> Come in here, you don't sir. Look white as can be. Let me Excellent. glue this mustache on you, <laughs> and everything will be fine. Be fine. But so, yeah, John Reese Davis. John Reese Davis, regretfully, like he is, he's Welsh. His parents are Welsh, and everything. So he is playing an Egyptian character, and he is he's just. A, it's problematic. He's just a robust, it's a white, yes. bearded fellow who just. Yes could pass for an ethnic minority in britain and yet and yet shouldn't because he's white it's very much of the time that this was done but even even then whitewashing still kind of happens here and there so oh for sure it does um so so that's unfortunate i love that character and it's very sad to say that doesn't mean he's not a great character character does mean problematic he's not the best character him yeah and so yeah and so kazim he's is armenian know, he's I armenian mean, at least we're close i, gotta I don't go know that. what to say about that i don't want to finish that sentence um but just know that for the casting choices of this film they're not the best in terms of how they would hold up nowadays and how people would want them to hold up. Representation, representation would be ideal. Is not ideal in this. So just know that going in. Um, as I mentioned, there the relationship between Indiana Jones and Elsa is interesting. I don't know how problematic necessarily, but her role is an interesting one because she... Is not above using any of her attributes to get what she wants. I don't necessarily think that's anti-feminist, to be honest. I actually appreciate the fact that she's a character who has her own agenda, her own choices, and is complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, And that she can care. She does have a spot for Nina Jones, but at the same time, he doesn't. She doesn't let that get in her way of what she chooses to do. Appreciate that too, because Mm -hmm. even. Even the scene with the two of them seeming angry yes. at each other, yes. they're they're like equally enraged, and yet they both kiss each other. Like, it is they're they're well angry, well angry. So there's no, I, I wasn't watching it going, oh, I don't know about the consent on this one. They're both consenting adults who are just going about angrily, in a very they're angry, angrily <laughs> consenting. <laughs> But it's true. And I felt that same way because I was, I wrote it down, but then I had a question mark next to it. I had I was a question like, mark as well. Cause I'm like, I don't know about this. Though, I because don't, she's choosing this. And there's like, a she's lot like, of choice in what she. And even what I would say too, is knowing what you know about her character later, she's actually choosing it more than he realizes. Like mm-hmm. she has intentionally she manipulating ransacked him. her. Yeah to make it seem like someone was interested in searching for something in her room. And Mm -hmm. so this is all happening after that's happened. She knows, like she has an extra layer of intelligence on him in -hmm. the sense of like, uh, oh, I know that I, that I was the one who ransacked my room, whereas he doesn't know who ransacked his. And so she's also like playing him, knowing that he can be manipulated to her mm-hmm. advantage mm-hmm. and so she does there's... and she does it she does it before um off screen we don't see it but she did the same thing to his dad mm-hmm. because his you find out his dad has also slept with her because he she talks in her sleep he says which is a hilarious line it's a very good line um but she then she clearly has manipulated him as well to a point and has manipulated indiana jones and manipulates 
she manipulates anyone she needs to to meet her goal. And that actually is a very interesting attribute to her character. Um, I, yeah, the, lo- the more I watch the movie, the more I was like, actually, I don't know if I'm the offensive question. Yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> even, and you know, because I don't even, character. and I don't, because everything she's doing is her choice and her mm. decision in the sense that I'm not saying that she's doing it. She's not right. She's not good. But but that she's not needed. being yeah. she's not a victim. She's not being mm-hmm. manipulated and she's not working from a place of disadvantage where she's working against her sex or her gender. If anything, she's like I'm using this to get what I need. And if totally. this is I'm how gonna use I'm your gonna assumptions use this against you, me. I'm gonna totally yes. yeah, absolutely. And I so I definitely I have to say I I would say that that's actually I wouldn't say it's anti-feminist at no, all. I, I would say that it's, it's her very, very much being like yeah. I'm I'm in it for my own reasons. Donovan's his own man. I'm me. Mm-hmm. You're you, and your dad is him. And I'm gonna do what I need to do to get myself through the story. And I fucking appreciate it. Like as I was watching mm-hmm. it, and then and especially as I realized that she intentionally hands the cup to Donovan, I was totally. like, totally. I was like, Whoa. she is just playing her own game the whole yeah. way through. Yes, and I have to give so her major props that. for that. Yes. So, I feel having rewatched it that I appreciate her character more. I was actually worried about her character mm-hmm. going in because Me I didn't too. remember her particularly well. But as a kid, I just knew I was confused by her. And I was like, oh, this could mean all kinds of things rewatching it. Yes. And rewatching it, I was actually like, oh, never mind. The more I watch her character, the more yeah. I find her very fascinating. And yeah. what I have to say, too, was quite nice about this film was so there's a moment of interaction where uh, Indiana Jones is talking to his dad about um, about her and about they're in the zeppelin and how he knew that she was a nazi because she talked to her sleep and then he said like something about something about being the next guy i can't remember what the yes, line was where she he's basically yeah it was, it was along those lines this, as, like ships passing in the night in the night like yeah. he finds out that his son has also slept with the same woman and what i actually appreciated about both of their characters is neither of them shit on her no for being the one who slept with both of them like it actually what i loved i was waiting for it and yes. it didn't happen i was and like it, i was okay movie. i was like they just he was kind of like okay let's move along and sean connery's character is very that way right and his so character is very nonplussed about it he's kind of like yes. okay so and we even about slept with the same person. Okay. And he's kind of nonplussed about all of it, right? Like, yes. then they're talking about, you know, he's like, we never talk. And he's like, what do you want to talk about? And then he's got <laughs> nothing to say. And he's like, well, then what are we complaining about? And he moves <laughs> totally. along. Like, he's very easily, he's like, easily one of detached, back. shall we say, very much yes. like, yeah, it's not a big deal. To the point that that's probably not great to the as point a where father. His relationship with his son is a bit problematic. Strained. Right. So that would be the only thing from like yeah. a triggering point. But from a standpoint of of representation i know that it doesn't pass the Bechtel test but i gotta say elsa is a damn strong character a hundred percent well is interesting in her own right mm-hmm. and, and i, I really appreciate like that, that about her too yeah. and i wonder if because this movie when i was reading the trivia steven spielberg wanted to make it to make up for the previous film 
the Temple of Doom because of the criticism. Because it's so fucking awful. The criticism that happened about that film regarding the racial issues, shall we say, the racism that's rampant, as well as the female character. There was a lot of complaints about her. So I almost wonder if Elsa was written a particular mm. way to make mm-hmm. up for the previous character. I don't know. I just found that interesting that he well, really wanted to do Last Crusade a bit differently. Even when I was watching it, what I thought was interesting, because we didn't watch Temple of Doom till later, but what was interesting about it is that I'm like, what what is on to me about Temple of Doom, and we don't need to get into this, but it it's like it doesn't fit. It's like no. there's no reference to the Nazis, there's no reference to any of the things going on about like um, the it's stylistically different. It's an odd yeah like it's a different location it's it's and a it different technically takes place before the events of raiders of the lost ark right and mm-hmm. so it it doesn't actually fit with like whereas what they did with last crusade while i was watching it i was like wow they really tied this to mm-hmm. raiders of the lost ark like they really even the scene where marcus walks into his classroom in the in the university i was like whoa it's straight out of Raiders of the Lost yep. Ark, like, whereas that's not happening the same way in Temple of Doom, as far as my recollection goes. And so there's this interesting, so there's this interesting thing, and like, same with Sala. Mm-hmm. And so there's this interesting thing where I'm like, these two feel joined together, and then Temple of Doom is kind of like this weird outlier intermediary Mm -hmm. yes like very like distant relative like this cousin at the barbecue that you're like we don't need to talk to them oh oh, uncle john is here yeah i'll stay here by the chips and yeah but anyway so it's but it really did tie it there was lots of references Mm -hmm. to they even referenced the the arc of the the covenant I wrote that down. Okay, yeah, so, Lisa, so they do those kind of moments. Yeah, let's get into that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk. Holding up, mm. does this movie uh, hold up to your expectations? Would you recommend this movie? If you would, who would you recommend it to? And on a scale of one to ten, would you uh, rate it a certain rating? And will you ever watch it again? Tell me your thoughts. Let's do this. <laughs> Not that this will shock anyone, but yes, yeah, it held up on. to my expectations. Ah, I mean, ah. I've watched this movie a bunch mm. already. But rewatching it, it was just as delightful, if not more so. I love the relationship, as I said, between Harrison Ford and his father, how that's done, the strain, the coming together that they have, the, the really surprisingly sweet moments between them, the very ordinary moments mixed in with like all the adventuring and the annoyance that Indiana Jones and his dad feel for each other at different times. Like all that feels very genuine and is quite fun. Um, I'd say this movie for all that it has, moments is still a fun movie somehow mm-hmm. and I find that impressive tonally for this film this is a very much an old-fashioned adventure story and I really appreciate that about this movie I appreciate the fast pace I appreciate the low little moments in between I like all the characters I like the bad guys are bad Elsa's an interesting character she, as we mentioned she's a very unique character so re-watching it I felt like I got even more out of it paying this close attention and remembering what I thought of it as a kid so yeah it 100% holds up of course I'll re-watch it I re-watched Raiders of the Lost Ark I'm gonna re-watch Last Crusade this is 
as we've stated, this is my favorite of the Anna Jones movies. Mm-hmm. This is the one that mm-hmm. brings me the most joy. This is the one that makes me feel the most like a little kid. This is the one that I just, from start to finish, I love every moment of. Like it, there's a moment I don't enjoy. Um, in terms of recommending it, if you saw this movie growing up and it's been watch it it holds up it's delightful if you've never seen it um i'm surprised but i would say if you're someone <laughs> like i genuinely am but i mean maybe you're someone who only saw indiana jones raiders of the lost ark or maybe you haven't seen any indiana jones movies if that's the case check out raiders of the lost ark and check out this one as pauline said they're connected so you can skip temple of doom if you're curious about that one go for it we don't recommend skip it, but it. Go for it. <laughs> I think would skip it. God, I think it's terrible. I think it's racist. It's I think it's so awful. Terrible. If you didn't grow up with it, you don't have the nostalgia. It's skip not it. good. However, for Raiders of the Lost Ark and for Last Crusade, while I do have a lot of nostalgia for it, there's a reason it's on the top 250 list. I think both of them actually are on yeah, IMDb. They are. This yeah. is a classic film. As I said, so if you're in the mood for an action adventure, if you're in for sort of like a history fun romp, you're going to get that with this film. And there's a lot of the um, effects hold up because most of them are practical. There's very little that isn't a practical effect and they're very well done. The tests, we didn't even tell you all of the tests they have to get through to get to the grail. They're really cool. The sets, mm-hmm. where they filmed, mm-hmm. it's beautiful cinematography. Like all of that, the score by John Williams is excellent as always. The acting mm-hmm. is fun. There's really, I don't really see a downside with this one aside from the whitewashing. And I'm so sorry for that. But 80s, if you can get past that, know that going in, you're going to enjoy this film. Um, so I would recommend it to a wide range of people, actually. And if you've never seen Indiana Jones before, your choice. Polina and I saw this one first, and we turned out okay. But if you've ever watched Raiders of the Lost Ark first, and then this one, go for it. We have spoiled a fair bit, but not everything. But and also it's still skip Temple watching. of Doom. Just <laughs> erase it from your mind. It's not necessary. <laughs> don't watch it. It's fine. If you have strong feelings about this, feel free to message us, guys, on our uh, uh, social media. I'd actually be fun. love. I would love it if you guys were like, "How dare you defend How Temple of Doom?" This is an amazing we'll, movie. When he eats that heart, okay, everyone. Okay, continue. So many no. things. And sh- what is his it's name? Short round. Like there's like, I, everything oh, okay. about it. It's terrible. Oof. It's so, so back bad. To the good one, Last Crusade. Out Last of Crusade. ten, mm-hmm. I love it so much. Um... <laughs> I don't want to give it a 10. I don't know if it's worthy of a 10, but with mm-hmm. 10, without nostalgia, okay. it's probably a 9. I'll be honest. But with right, nostalgia, okay. it's a full on 10. I love this movie to pieces, mm-hmm. and it genuinely made me happy to rewatch it. So, is it a perfect film? No, but is it a great action adventure film? Absolutely. It's just a lovely piece of cinema. You should go check out popcorn and, the, and a it. classic piece yes. of cinema that yes. i feel is underrated in the sense of like nowadays with everything that there's so many other um spielberg lucas films to watch that everyone does watch indiana jones but i feel like there's something about the last crusade i gotta say it is i agree with lisa it's the best, in my opinion. Raiders of the Lost Ark is good. Don't Raiders get me wrong. It's delightful. I love it. Yeah. Yes. And it is. It's very good. But I have to say, if I'm going to watch one of them, like if someone was like, okay, we got a weekend. We're watching one Indiana Jones movie. I don't know who this person is, but let's say this person exists in my life. 
And they're like, this is the one we're watching. And I'd be like, Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, hands down, no question, done. Let's do this. And they, yeah. So I feel the same way. Um, I would say recommending it. You know, personally, I feel like everyone should watch Indiana Jones. I feel like it's kind of like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a it's a cultural phenomenon that I really think is unless you've watched it, you just miss references. And I know so we mentioned this references. in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like it's like there are so Simpsons quotes, there are Family Guy quotes. Like there are just Futurama, everything. And life that mm-hmm. you just miss if you haven't seen And when we spells. get to the quotes and we start saying them, you even if you haven't seen the movie, you probably recognize You'll a couple know. of them. Because they're so, used a lot. So you should really just see it because it's iconic. It is like 80s, iconic, everything you want it to be. So personally, Lisa said like 10 with nostalgia. I'm going to say 9 is what I was going to say. So let's go with a 9.5 just Ooh, like to it. kind of go in the middle. But it's... Uh, uh, other than I do think that some of the tech is dated. I mean, when they show mm-hmm. like the the pilot coming to crash and even like the oh, saws yeah. and the, spinning, and when, like, the you're pilot, like, okay. When the like plane, like that, yes. it's absurd. Oh my I God, but that is such a funny moment. That moment is, so, when it happened, I started laughing. I, like, I was so, like, this is so funny. I can't, I can't separate from the nostalgia for this it's one, guys. So I freaking love this movie so much. Even the stupid parts I think are great. It's so stupid. I'm aware. I'm aware. Yeah. Pauline, as I okay. said, without nostalgia, it's a nine. Okay. <laughs> so let's go with 9.5. We'll say it's that good. You should yeah. watch it. Like, it is honestly the best of the Indiana Jones movies. I would say hands down. I think Lisa would say hands down i would yeah. say most of our family would ha- say hands down not that that matters to anybody but i just need you to know but just so you know um, there's we, there's a lot of us so we'll go with majority rule yeah i mean we're right in conclusion okay <laughs> so lisa to the quotes to the quote okay so we will limit this we but, have to but That's let's point. continue let's let's move along <laughs> donkey lisa go on with one of the quotes I'm actually going to do Kasim's line. One of the ones that mm. actually, mm. As, a, as soon as that scene was coming on with the boat where Indiana Jones mm-hmm. is the guy who's one of the knights protecting the grail, one of the brotherhood is protecting the grail. And he's basically telling him, if you do it, then you'll die. He's like, no, we'll die together, Mr. Jones. He's like, he's like, then we die. And his response is, my soul is prepared. How is yours? And freaking love that line it's a great <laughs> line that line my soul is prepared and he looks it you know he's genuine he's ready with that. he's like okay if you're gonna keep me here on this boat and we're about to be killed by a propeller i'm ready jones says i feel then, confident he's like if you keep me here we will die and jones mm-hmm. says then we die and his response and is says, my soul is prepared how is yours and then and, oh. it gets even better because then dr jones says this is your last chance. And he goes, no, Dr. Jones, it's yours. And that is the best line. It's so good. Because then he, he pulls him out and then they And he, he realizes, realizes he can't do anything. Yeah, he's it, like, he's okay, right. This guy's willing to die for this cause. So I can't get him in this propeller. 100%. Totally. Just briefly before that, my first quote that I have is mm. that I didn't clock as a kid or remember, but that it was a very clever quote mm. was, so in this, these catacombs, uh, Dr. Jones is walking through it with Dr. Schneider and they're looking at these old ancient markings and things like that. Hieroglyphs. Catacomb, yeah. Yes. These walls. And she's like, what's this one? 
And he says, that's the Ark of the Covenant. And she says, are you sure? And he's like, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and if anyone has seen Raiders of the Last Ark, you, you know, know he that he sure. has seen it with his own eyes. 100% he's sure. And I did not clock that mm. reference from childhood. And I very much appreciated it from adulthood. I was like, totally. wow. Pauline did not clock this because we watched that one later and it's a good line and that's clever and man it would have been nice to have been sitting in that movie theater and know that line and chortle with everyone else in the movie theater yeah yeah Yeah. okay continue (laughs) next one Lisa so it's when uh Indiana Jones and his dad are tied to the chairs and as Pauline says his dad has to pull the lighter from Harrison Ford's pocket and he has to you know burn through the ropes and he drops the lighter and that's what sort of sets and he starts I don't know why but he blows on it I think he's trying to blow out the he's trying to put it out it's painful to watch it's so funny because he's blowing on the flame but of course it makes it worse and then it catches on the curtain someone who's obviously the master criminal you're watching him thinking to yourself you fool (laughs) so he's blowed on it a bit and then finally just goes um I've got to tell you something. And Indiana Jones' response is, don't get sentimental on me now, Dad. Save it for when we get out of here. (laughs) His dad kind of rolls his eyes and just goes, the floor is on fire. End the chair. (laughs) At that point, it gets to where the two of them are sitting. Save it for when we get out of here, Dad. He's like... Okay. The floor's on fire. Floor's okay, on fire. so End I'm going to tell you something that's not what you think it is. <laughs> totally. That whole scene is hilarious. That whole scene is hysterical, but there's something about how he says it that yes. just makes me giggle every End time. The End the chair. I wrote chair. that one down. The, uh, the other one that I wrote before they even get to that point. So, mm. so Indiana Jones, they're trying to break out his father from this castle that is on the border between Austria and Germany and Mm -hmm. he shows up with Elsa and they have switched outfits in order to confuse the gentleman who greets them at the door and he has this crazy Scottish accent oh it's so bad she is his assistant anyway the guy says if you are a Scottish lord then I am Mickey Mouse (laughs) and in his terrible Scottish accent Harrison Ford turns to Elsa and says how dare he and then slaps him and punches him and he is out for Knocks the Knocks him out. Yeah. And I remember we thought oh, that we thought it was the funniest thing was ever. was hilarious. <laughs> Particularly with Mickey Mouse reference. Always a good sign. Yeah. But then you're like, hilarious. He knocked him out so quickly. How dare he? Yeah, Everything that whole, about it. That whole That scene. was for us as children oh. quite enjoyable. It's so good. It's so Because I also knew innately... Nazis were bad. And <laughs> so therefore, was, oh, like punching him out was totally fine. Was totally justified. Everything is okay here. And that yeah. is true. Yeah. I would say, say nowadays, if you meet a Nazi, you're allowed to punch them. No <laughs> one's really going to be upset about that. Anywho. Uh, okay, Lisa, moving um, on. So later on, it's when they've flown, crashed the plane, crash landed the plane, and then the guys are still like sort of shooting at him. And Sean Connery goes, these people are trying to kill us. I love this line. Harrison Ford goes, I know, Dad. And he's like really angry because he's frustrated and he's in a life or death situation. And Sean Connery goes, oh, it's just a new experience for me. And Harrison Ford goes, happens to me all the time. And then they it's like walk so away. And good. it's just the most 
people are trying to kill us. I know. I know, Dad. <laughs> like he's so frustrated, and it's so <laughs> Just, funny the way he says the yes. new experience for me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> everything about that, Lisa, is a yes. I wrote that down, mine down too, because it's so good. It's so, so another funny. one I wrote. So it's before they escape. They're mm-hmm. in this castle. And they're talking about Brody. So what's happened is, is um, Indiana Jones has torn out the two pages that are the map that are in the diary. And he's actually given them to Marcus Brody, who is, works at the university. And so he's given them to this guy. And so the Germans have realized they're like, he's given them. It's obviously given them to Marcus Brody. We'll find him. It'll be no problem. And this is what Indiana Jones says that then later comes back when they're tied to the chair. So he says, he's got a two-day head start on you, which is more than he needs. Brody's got friends in every town and every village from here to the Sudan. He knows local languages, traditions, customs. He'll blend in, disappear. You'll never see him again. With any luck, he has the grail already. And then that pens to later (laughs) when they're tied up in the chair and he's like, we got to get out of here, et cetera, et cetera. He's talking to his dad. And his dad's like, what about all that talk? He'll disappear. He'll, he'll blend in, et cetera, et cetera. And he says, are you kidding? I made that up. He got lost in his own museum. <laughs> and I feel like that's a line that resonates for me for Marcus as a character just mm-hmm. in general. That you're like, Marcus would get lost, lost in his, his own, own museum. museum. In a very good-natured way. <laughs> He just wandered around his museum and asked for direction. And get lost in his own mm-hmm. museum. So that's the line that I glorious. really remembered. Yeah. Uh, one Marcus line that I do like. So Marcus, as we said, like for most of the film, he's actually a prisoner of the Nazis. So he's sitting there and he's in one of the cars and he's um, Donovan's there and the Gestapo guy's there and Elsa's there. And Donovan turns to Marcus. And he just goes, care to wet your whistle, Marcus? And Marcus's response is, I'd rather spit in your face since I haven't got any spit. <laughs> and it goes and reaches for the flask. Which then gets remedy. taken by the Gestapo <laughs> yes. officer and he As doesn't he get to drink it, anything. So Marcus Shit, doesn't funny. even get a drink. And it's a great line. I love There's that. I'd rather a line in that exchange. So this is the take scene. Anyone who's seen this movie knows it. So Harrison Ford looking through binoculars to see what's going on. He's with Sala and he's with his dad and he's kind of standing up on his knees and he's looking around. And what ends up happening is he draws the attention of the Nazi army because he's kind of being a little bit too aggressive. And his dad says, what are you doing? Get down. And he says, dad, we're well out of range. (laughs) And then there's an explosion that blows up the car behind them that they used in order to get there. And Sala says, that car belonged to my brother. (laughs) And, and we I would just laugh every... cackled. The line we would laugh so every funny. time. And it's the way he says it. It's just so like, oh. good. <laughs> that car belonged to my brother-in-law. And it's so funny. Dad, we're well, well out of range. Right. Dad, please. As and every think... child has used that tone so on their parents before. <laughs> uh, You're mom, an idiot. I totally know what I'm doing. I know what yeah. I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You're stupid. Uh, and now, dare you even look at where we are. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do one of the most famous lines from the movie. And it's when mm-hmm. they're looking at the grail and they have to choose. And so Indiana Jones motivates 
been shot by Donovan and needs to find the grail for it. He's in there. Elsa's in there. Donovan's come in. And of course, the Holy Grail Knight, who has just seen Indiana Jones for the first time. This is the first people he's seen in like hundreds of years. You can see him kind of look a bit wary as all three of them come in. But he's like, okay. So he explains that they have to, you know, what they're going to have to do. And he says, you must choose. But choose wisely. And then explains why. And then when Elsa gives the cup to Donovan... And he drinks out of it and then dies horrifyingly. As soon as that's over, you just see the dust of Donovan there. The knight just goes, he chose poorly. (laughs) (laughs) It's such an understatement for what has happened. And then the final one is when Indiana Jones has chosen the carpenter's cup. Now that he's seen what can happen if it goes wrong, right? He just got a nice good visual. He takes a sip. And then turns around and looks at the knight, and the knight just goes, you have chosen wisely. Wisely. And we quote that all the time in our All family. the time. Our I quote it to friends. All the time. It is part of my it lexicon. Is it is constant. It I is... actually quoted it at work two weeks ago to someone. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Oh, we have two staplers at work. One is a good one, one isn't. And I'm like, choose wisely. <laughs> <laughs> and they chose the bad one you're like you have chosen you've chosen poorly, poorly. 100 oh. it's great yeah i That's... use it all the time it's such a such an important line in the movie it, it is a line moment. that our that oh. is the line that yeah. our family quotes from this all movie the all the time all, all the time we quote time. all of it i would say that we quote all of it <laughs> But because I was even like the quotes were coming before, I even when you said what movie we were talking yeah. about, I was like, "Here we go!" Oh, I yeah, know the these trivia quotes. Episode, we say because we can't help <laughs> no. ourselves, guys. <laughs> That's just how this rolls. Oh man, uh, where classic. do we? Do you want to do? Do you want to do one more, Pauline? Well, the more? only other one mm-hmm. that I have that I actually think is very good to end on. Mm. So, so the so what's happened is Elsa has now yes. gotten a hold of the Holy Grail. Thank you, Lisa, for acknowledging the line that I'm going to say. I'm so happy I, with the one you're going to say. So, so she's gotten the Holy Grail. She's crossing the seal, which she cannot do. And now the ground is cracking between her and it's end up, it ends up throwing the Grail like off to the side. She can't reach it. The ground splits apart. She is hanging there. And Indiana Jones is trying to save her. And he's like, Elsa, give me your other hand. He only has one of them. And she's wearing these gloves. And she's reaching for the Holy Grail, which is on this lower shelf that is just about to fall into this cavern. And she's like, I can reach it. And he's like, give me other hand, honey, you're slipping. I can't hold on. And she's like, I can reach it. And then she ends up slipping through the glove and falling. And that's obviously very tragic. And as a result of all of this happening, Indiana Jones has now finding, is now finding himself in this same cavern falling and his dad has now grabbed a hold of him and is holding on to his hand and he's reaching for the holy grail and he says i can reach it dad i can reach it and his dad's like let it go come on give me other hand junior i can't hold on you're slipping and he's like i can reach it dad and he just pauses and sean connery says indiana indiana let it go and then Indiana Jones gives him his hand and he pulls him up mm-hmm. because 
Sean Connery's character has not called him Indiana the entire movie. He calls him Junior. He's only called him Junior the entire sequence. This is the first and only time that he calls him by the name that he has requested he call him. And that is enough to get him to stop reaching for the Holy Grail. And realize the importance of listening to his dad. Yeah, it's a really sweet moment. It's a really awesome moment. I love that line. I wrote it down too. It makes me so happy. And I think that's, that's, I mean, the the last line, line, Mm -hmm. that's our last line, but the line of the movie (laughs) of our episode, Lisa. Is because, so the reason why, so they're on their horses now they've destroyed the temple good job guys and they're basically all about the to ride off night the is just poor night is crushed chaos. to death um yeah it's just the reality he's died in that temple but he's like come on junior and his dad's calling him junior again and sala turns to him and goes what is with this junior and his dad goes well that's his name henry jones jr and he did it goes i like indiana and his dad goes, we named the we named dog. We named the dog Indiana. And Sala just starts laughing and goes, the dog? You were named after the dog? Classic. Classic. <laughs> and we quote that line a lot too, which is what we do. For the title of the episode. But there you go, guys. There's our Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh, there it is. Two and a half hours long. Probably not, <laughs> but not exactly. I hope not. But it's still a long episode. And it's thanks not a everyone short for episode. But... Sticking with us through the whole thing. You know, it's a great movie. In conclusion, you should all watch the movie. I think is the conclusion that we have. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. 100%. I mean, there you go. Okay. Lisa, sign us off. <laughs> all right, then. Thank you guys all for listening. Uh, please like and subscribe on our any of the platforms that you're listening. If you do want to tell us all about the Indiana Jones movies and which one you think is the best and why. Especially if you think, especially if you think it's of Temple Doom. of Doom. I'd love to hear any arguments on that one. Um, you can reach us on social media on Instagram and on Twitter at Real Window. Or if you want to send us a very long email telling us why we're wrong or right with our choice, uh, you can send it to real.window at gmail.com. Otherwise, it's Pauline's turn to pick for the next movie. Uh, Our, actually, we have, a we have a guest. We have another guest. That's right. We have a guest episode coming up. So That's excited right. for that. Uh, Me too. So you guys will find out who the guest is. And Pauline and I don't know what the movie is. They have chosen it. So this is going to be a surprise for everyone. <laughs>